The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's March 15th, 2015. John Key is the Prime Minister. The number one song in the country is Four Five Seconds by Rihanna, Kanye West and Paul McCartney. The country is bracing for a nationwide weather bomb as Cyclone Pam rips through the Pacific. But what we didn't know then is that a bomb of a very different kind was about to be dropped on a humble, family-friendly singing show and it would rock the nation to its core. Join us as we remember when Natalia Kills and Willie Moon blew up X Factor NZ. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm just going to state the obvious. We have a doppelganger in our midst. Kia ora koutou. welcome to Remember When. This is your weekly dose of pop culture nostalgia in Aotearoa, brought to you by The Real Pod. My name is Alex Casey, and I am joined today by two people who, in many ways, are the Natalia Kills and Willie Moon to my Joe Irvine. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jane Yee and Duncan Grieve. Kia ora, oh, Alex. So good to be here. It is so good to be here. Back in 2015, before all the bad stuff happened. Oh, so nice. I'm so excited that we're doing this series. It feels so good. To just okay, nestle we, in the bosom of nostalgia. Well, we've been doing like eight years of training to, to get to this, mm. I feel like. We didn't know that this was our final form and, and, and now we're here. And we're talking about, you know, I think this is one of the most, in terms of like the scope of this podcast, this is probably the most, this was an international incident. It was mm. the most significant kind of catalyzing, mm-hmm. chaotic event, uh, I think, that's happened in the life of this podcast. Before we go any further... Jane, you have an important announcement. I do have an important announcement. So, you know, a lot of you will be familiar with the old school version of The Real Pod. That still lives on. It lives on in our Substack. So you can go and sign up to our Substack. It's called The Real Pod Extra, which is therealpod.substack.com. There's going to be lots of content on there, including behind the scenes perks, notes, chats, all of that stuff. Plus, if you're a paid subscriber, you'll get a whole extra episode of The Real Pod each week, which is where we do, as I said, our old school reality tele recaps. We're doing traitors at the moment. Uh, also, pop culture news, real life chats, all of that stuff. So, again, you can uh, go to the, our Substack. The, the link to that's in our show notes, as, as well as some links to Facebook groups, Discord. The works, but we can't live in the here and now. Mm-hmm. We need to go back before Substack even existed. We need to go back. So let's start by talking before we get into the specifics of this moment. What we remember in terms of this time, this era for X Factor NZ, because what jumps out for me straight away is the Twitter hashtag. That to me was like the essential part of the success of the show and the explosiveness of this moment. Like, I remember going home after social netball, rushing to, like, my friend's flat for us all to get ready to live tweet. And it was, like, 
a blood sport. Mm. Like it was like comedians, media people, journalists, Hillary Barry, just everyone was live tweeting this show and seeing who could be the fastest, the funniest. And it was so much fun. And I miss it so much. It was a, the whole X Factor brand was a massive worldwide phenomenon. And then it came here and we did it pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like the set was pretty flash, you know, and all that kind of stuff. We had some good singers. We had some not as good singers. But all in all, for a New Zealand, you know, replicating a format that had been so big abroad, I think we did great. And so we, there was so much excitement and anticipation and it was still a time where we watched the telly on the telly. Yeah. Well, the liveness of it too was massive, right? Like we didn't really have that before. And we had had one season already, Jackie Thomas's season, which had, you know, Daniel Bedingfield as a, as a judge, which was kind of crazy. See, I'm immediately remembering it wrong because I'm immediately remembering this as if that's just how yeah. embedded this season is, is. It's like it's the only season as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And Benny Tippenair came from that first season. Like there was like star power in X Factor. Yeah, you could be created as a like a holy, I think I wrote maybe even like a cover story for Rip It Up about Benny Tippenu. Like mm. the idea that an X Factor, <laughs> like he didn't win, right? Like he that, that he could be on the cover of a music magazine. That is, that is kind, it's kind of extraordinary. You know, in terms of the monoculture was clearly alive and well there because it mm. could, could grip the whole, the whole nation. And it was, it generated moments like this, not, this was obviously another level, but it felt like consequential enough that the whole country was at least glancingly aware that this was happening mm. uh, even before the, the the events of that night. Can I just flag that 2015, all those things that you mentioned, but also the year the real pod was born. Isn't that special? Yeah. Well, and then the other big event a few months after was uh, Crystal Chinnery. That's right. Um, with, with Dom Harvey and that, which... Oh, that's you know, another episode, though, isn't it? Well, it is well, another we'll episode, but, but do you know what I mean? Like the fact, the fact that those two things happened within a couple of months of each other that just kind of seared, like, to mm. split the decade in two. <laughs> <laughs> kind of crazy. And X Factor NZ, not to gaze too hard at our own navels, but that was also like early spin-off. You know, First that was rankings. like, you know, we were squatting in an office on K Road, and suddenly there was just like all this incredible TV news and reality TV to cover. I mean, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that without this incident, the Crystal Chenery thing, the, the fact of there being so much interest in these shows, I don't know if the spinoff would have survived because we it generated huge amounts of traffic that we ultimately converted into other things. So, yeah, again, it's a navel-gazing thing, but, but I truly think it was a, sort of existentially important to us uh, surviving. Ruined uh, Willie Moon and Natalia Kill's careers, but made ours. So thank you very much. Thank Thanks you. for your sacrifice. <laughs> Tell us what actually happened. What are we yeah. even talking about here? Because it's not just X Factor, it's a moment on the X Factor. It's a moment. And I can I just, before we get into the moment, there had already been moments on this series already up until this point. This was the season where the show had to apologise for casting someone who had been convicted of manslaughter. Oh, my God! <laughs> if you remember Christ. Shea Brider, the Shea Brider incident had no. happened earlier this season. I don't remember. How is it that we've managed to cast so many disreputable people on our shows? Like, we've never learned the lesson. Like, I'm very worried about why Bake Off suddenly is not happening when it was supposed to be, you know? Like, it was promoted. <laughs> it, was like, the, it was the all-murderer season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe that's a bad taste. <laughs> And there had been a controversy. So Willie Moon and Natalia Kills had come on board. They were both, I think, largely a mystery to most people. Willie Moon had had that big Apple song, that Yeah, Yeah, yeah song. But but they had this sort of air of celebrity about them because they looked kind of crazy and like sleek and stuff and like bats. 
And there had been a news story because some hotel owner sold their bed sheets on trade. Oh, <laughs> Do you incredible. remember this? This was before I, that. What they call like literally their fucked in bed sheets? <laughs> that's when Natalia oh, no, Kills called Which it. Was, she was actually amazing. She, she just, was. She just sent up the value of that by saying that, you know? She was. So there was so much going on already in the lead up to this particular moment. When we saw Joe Irvine, who was a beloved character mm-hmm. at this stage on the show, he was in one. He was in the overs category, yep. which I think means over twenty-one. <laughs> <laughs> Ancient crone. But he was a very kind of like just a very naive, sweet. What you see is what you get, kind of a guy. He right? would cry a lot. Yeah, yeah that was, was like his thing: is that he would cry almost every episode. And he was closing the show, and it was a big song. He was doing an Ella Fitzgerald song, and it was like in the package. If you rewatch it, he's clearly like really nervous. Mel Blatt's trying to get him to do these big notes, a lot riding on it. He comes out, I think smashes it. I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> well, the, the, the thing about Joe, Joe Irwin was he was a real binary kind of a guy. Like he could, he was capable of transcendent grace in the context of X Factor, but he, he could also absolutely pants it in a way that no one else did. So his, the, the sort of, the, the, the ceiling and the basement were a long way apart with him and incredibly emotional guy. So Every time he came out, you were already keyed up for it in a way that you weren't mm. with some of the other contestants. That's kind of why when she started to make these statements, you were just like, anyone but Joe, because you kind of almost mm. felt paternal, or, mm. you know, like a parental kind of vibe mm. with him. And so he came out, slick back hair, wearing a suit. Not a suit. Not a suit. It was clearly like, to me, I saw it, I remember being like, James Bond. Like he's doing a James Bond well, thing. There was Sinatra, like silhouettes uh, you know, of. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's just this is a long history of people wearing suits. Exactly. Right. But it was like the silhouettes of the, the woman and stuff like this. Shadows, like it, to me, I just thought it, it was a James Bond thing. What I didn't realize is like the whole way through, Natalia Kills is throwing massive looks at Joe. And I don't think anyone saw what was coming. When she went to give her critique, she just unleashes this absolute tirade. You're artistically atrocious. I'm embarrassed to be sitting here. I am disgusted at how much you have copied my husband. Inventor of the suit. <laughs> William Moon. <laughs> William Moon. <laughs> someone really needs to fix that wiki to, to, to make that just permanent. I, as an artist who respects creative integrity and intellectual property. I am disgusted at how much you have copied my husband. From the hair to the suit, do you not have any value or respect for originality? And it goes on for so long. So long. I think when she first opened her mouth, like live in the moment, and she was like, what was her first oh, words, do you remember? Ladies and gentlemen, we have a doppelganger in our midst. And I thought she was about to be like, you just did an amazing, like, you know, uh, homage to some, you know, I thought yeah. she was going to, like, be giving him this amazing feedback. So it was absolute whiplash mm-hmm. when the rest just, like, thundered out of her mouth. And, and the, was... cr- the crowd is, like, wooing when she says that. Like, they yeah. think the sa- everyone thinks yeah. the same. But what I've learned in my extensive conversations with sources close to production Mm. is that a lot of people there couldn't even hear what she was saying. Like they didn't realise what was happening. So the crowd is just kind of like wooing just as you would for judges' comments after an amazing performance. Yeah, And under that, she's just like fully unleashing. It was so venomous. It it was was. so venomous. But then there is that weird, because you you don't quite clock to what's happening and you can see on his face, like he initially sort of smiling and laughing, and then there's a bit of confusion. Like it takes him a while for him to realise that she is 
deadly serious with this completely unhinged critique. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And to his credit, he handles it so well. Mm. After she finishes, he goes, thanks, Natalia, you're beautiful, which Uh. I think is like the most incredible high road I've ever seen (laughs) on live television. But what struck me rewatching it, and I'd be interested to know what you think, is Willie Moon's follow-up is so much worse right. <laughs> than what Natalia Kills says. He says, it's cheap and absurd. It's a bit like Norman Bates dressing up in his mother's clothing. It's just a little bit creepy. And I feel like you're going to stitch someone's skin to your face yeah, no, that's and not kill good. everybody in the audience. Oh, that's quite law. It's so hectic, that, that part. And it's been kind of buried under the the initial tirade from her. But it's... And it's not said in a kind of uh, jokey way. He, 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 it comes off as if, you know, like he's mortally wounded by this suit wearing. It's, oh, it's so intense. You're like, it's like Norman Bates dressing up in his mother's clothing. It's just a little bit creepy. And I feel like you're going to stitch someone's skin to your face and then kill everybody in the audience. Uh, yeah. And then uh, there was uh, immediately, immediately the whole nation, particularly on Twitter, just yeah. went bonkers. Right? Oh, but it was everyone. I mean, I'm sure that, like, Key would have been asked about it at, at question time. Like, like, like you know, it, it was, it was, it felt like you had to have a position on this and the position had to be denouncing the fact they were fired within 24 hours. Like, mm. normally, even with something really bad, they, they take a while to be just, should we just hunker down and take the ratings next week? Like, this was just, there was such an abhorrence about it. And that was another thing that I heard from people is that, again, they didn't know in the room the severity of what had just happened. It was only when they checked the hashtag <laughs> that things got crazy. I mean, X Factor put out a statement within an hour after the episode of the show, like saying we do not condone bullying, blah, blah, blah. By the next day, there was like a 46,000 strong petition for them to be fired. And by the Monday night elimination show, gone. they were gone. It was it was it was crazy. One tiny thing from the actual clip itself, and uh, I, I remembered it at the time, and I'd forgotten. But is it is it Stan Walker's the other judge yeah. saying, "But didn't you copy Cleopatra?" Underrated, underrated, like just live burn on her. Just yeah. There is also an exchange like Mel and Stan go into bed, and like Mel clearly, as his mentor, is like very fired up about it. She later calls Natalia kills a twat on Twitter. <laughs> and it's still there. It was cool that Mel Blatt was here. Like, yeah, fuck, that's, the, awesome. that's the real news. Amazing. How do, I'm sorry, how do Willie Moon and Natalia Kills sit there thinking they're all there when they've got Mel Blatt it's from crazy, All Saints eh? sitting next it's to them? It's crazy, eh? And I think some people thought, because, you know, she had come over from England like Natalia Kills and they had sort of had this international look and feel that maybe they thought they could just kind of get away with anything because it was just little old New Zealand. They truly were not that big of a deal, though. No. Like, they really weren't. No one knew. I mean, Stereogram got a song on, on an Apple we've ad as really well. Helped. As a country, we've really punched, punched <laughs> on, the, on the Apple ads category. <laughs> and um, so they both, both of the other judges had tweeted out things, the twat and um, <laughs> champion, um, sorry, champion? <laughs> Stan Walker, that's so weird that I just said champion instead of Stan Walker. <laughs> <laughs> He's a, a champion. champion. I, mean, I mean it. That's true. I mean, he won his thing, right? He said, that's why I said this, you think it's all right to champion yourself and your disgusting actions with no remorse for being a bully. Wake up, man. Humble yourself. This was all on the X Factor wow. hashtag. Hillary Barry came in. Jackie Thomas was tweeting. Lord sent Joe Irvine cupcakes famously. It was this massive outpouring of support. 
And also, we have to say, like, vitriol for yeah. Natalia Kills and Willie Moon that was probably a bit over the top, <laughs> ultimately. Yeah, well, well when, I think... When was the... Was it in the aftermath of this that they were cited at the um, that bakery in Kingsland? Oh, my God, no, that was in the lead-up to it, too. Willie Moon called someone a C-U-N-T. <laughs> At, at the Baker's Cottage. In Real Kingsland. amazingly oh, chaotic kind of six weeks in New Zealand for those two. Yeah, and then we're like, we didn't see it coming. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe uh, the clues were there. I mean, I remember, like, because obviously, we, we, you know, it was just the two of us working at the spin off at the time, but we, I think we. We had Don Rowe, a, mm-hmm. a very young reporter, I think was maybe interning with us or working part-time. We dispatched, we, we got, I, I had a source leak that they, when they were, because they were fleeing the country, you know, after they got fired, it was very like, we almost have to smuggle them out of the country. They are in danger. Mm. And we got word that they were leaving. And so we, for the first and only time, like sent our version of a paparazzi, like a guy with a phone, to, to the airport to take them out. And we got this, like, seven-second grainy uh, video. And Don actually wrote a fantastic piece sort of describing the, say, the scene. It's sort of hours of boredom and then this electric moment. He described them scurrying, like, insects or some kind of a thing. But that video was enormous. It was, like, mm. the only footage I think anyone got. It's got the, millions of views in like, a few seconds. <laughs> Just the whole thing is just mind-boggling. I remember sitting at a tank on K Road and hearing literally the people on the street talking about it. Like, I just remember it felt like it was just everywhere for 48 hours. And they were gone, not just from the show, they from the country, the country. Yeah. Yeah. within 48 hours. Like, I mean, go Kiwi. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's powerful of us. <laughs> but it was just the perfect combination, I think, of like Joe Irvine being such a sympathetic character, these two being these sort of outsiders coming in, who do they think they are? Yeah. But also what cannot be overstated, which people have told me, is the fact that there was this weather bomb coming. Everyone was like hunkered down at home watching TV. The media had been bracing for all this coverage of this big weather event that didn't happen and that that also contributed to this like just enormous explosion of news. I've just been like scouring my Twitter because I would have absolutely been live tweeting. I would have had one-year-old or nearly one-year-old twins, not even, not even, little baby twins that I'd put down to bed watch X Factor. But it's just jumped back into my memory as we've been talking that David Dallas would come over and watch it at a house with Whoa. us. <laughs> and we'd all be sitting there live tweeting and watching X Factor while this was all going down. It was just the tweeting. I miss so much. Like, all my very that was what Twitter was for. friends. People signed up to Twitter yeah. that I knew just to be a part of the X Factory and Z hashtag. It was so cosy. It was just a, the best time. I tell ever. you what, very few hashtag Celebrity Treasure Island fans versus faves uh, earlier this year <laughs> on the <laughs> Twitter. So the times have changed. It's too bad. And then you know, within a few, I think it was only three or four days later, it was announced that there were two new judges: Natalie Bassingthwaite and Shelton Woolwright. That's right. Oh, and they, yes. they just took the stage and, and everyone just acted like nothing had happened. No, nothing <laughs> happened. No, but, but of course there was some, you know, eventually Natalia Kills and Willie Moon had some stuff to say about the incident, right? Yeah, yeah there, she, there, there, I mean, I'm assuming there was a prisoner exchange at some point. We sent some, the UK, some of our, you know, like, this was a diplomatic <laughs> incident, you know, and had was. to be dealt with in appropriate channels. That's right. She did kind of allude to, she did speak publicly eventually saying, there are many sides to this story, and I'm not about to get an entire industry in trouble that has been going on for years and years entertaining the masses. So thank you absolutely everyone for your support. 
she, there was definitely, I think, a big Twitter thread about how the producers had told them to go hard. Mm. And I think, and that they deliberately baited her by putting him in a suit. I mean, okay, what? That, that definitely wasn't the case. <laughs> yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if the producers had invited the kind of more, I don't know, um, confident judges to go hard. Yeah, just not, that's their job. Just not that. Just not that hard, you know? Yeah. Like, because the producers were really sat there in that moment going, "Oh shit, no, not this. Not that's no." Like, imagine being in that role at that time, mm. being like great, we know they're going to bring it tonight. And then, like, no, they brought too much. But I, I, too I, much. I, but again, I do think that you wouldn't have necessarily known at the time the, the scale that that thing would reach. Like, I mean, we've just been talking about the New Zealand reaction. This was absolutely Daily Mail. It was, yeah. it was Simon all Cowell yeah. commented publicly. And I think, like, immediately this, the kind of crisis comms management went above to, like... Yeah, because this, this, this was the most valuable TV franchise in the world at that time. You know, like, bar none. Mm. And... Just because the branch office in New Zealand, which brings in precisely piss all revenue, had decided to kind of blow up, which we've done with most of our shows, to be fair, you do not endanger this this golden goose. So that, that's basically why they had to be yeah. executed and smuggled out more than anything. And we never got X Factor back again. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, was, was that, that was it. That was it. Willie Moon, Natalia Kills, went back to the UK. She changed her artist name to Teddy Sinclair. They created a band called Cruel Youth. I've tried to contact their agents. Haven't had a lot of luck. <laughs> what are they up to? What are they up to these days? I don't know. Their house band down that made oh, headlines a few years ago, I mean, she, which was she, sad. She got, she got nominated for a Grammy for co-writing Kiss It Better, which is an absolute jam for real. Oh, she wrote some great songs, I yeah. have to say. Um, I, when you said, uh, the, what did you say, their house burnt down, I thought you were going to say their house sitting. <laughs> and I was like, man, man how, <laughs> how the mighty have fallen, you know? Yeah, I did think it was slightly gleeful, like the media coverage of the house burning down. They went to like Joe Irvine's manager for comment about oh my it, God. being like, Rough. cool. What's Joe up to? <laughs> it's an eternal question. Yeah. I do not know. We've tried. We have tried. Yeah. Get into Probably suit shopping, I assume. <laughs> I don't know if he'd ever wear a suit again after that. He should start a suit label, is what he should do. Pop quiz. Mm. Do you remember who won X Factor 2015? Isn't that amazing? <laughs> it's like completely wiped everything that happened either side of it. Wow. For the so Jackie Thomas won the first one. Oh my God. This is crazy. Bo, Bo Monger? You, oh, you remember that? Wow. The loop pedal? The like, <laughs> he was the winner. He won? That is, that is a crazy outsider. I know. I know. So that's, and that was the end of the franchise. So what are our final thoughts on the legacy of the Kills Moon explosion? I think I forget just how big it was because I'm in, you know, well, at the time I was just like, you know, hanging around with my babies. But because I'm in media, I always kind of re remember it as like a big thing in media circles. So it's just interesting to kind of remember how global it went. Simon Cowell got involved. My other kind of final thought on this is that I have absolutely just conflated every moment of X Factor in New Zealand into one season, mm -hmm. and it's that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I guess I, I, you know, the the thing that really sticks out for me is the level of uh, sort of fury um, that was associated with what was fundamentally like some rudeness on a reality TV show. It just seems like so quaint and sweet versus like what we knew. They're like the kind of crazy Brexit, Trump, mm. pandemic, mm -hmm. nightmare season that was kind of rolling down at us and we didn't know it at the time. I like I kind of miss the era where that was 
what rocked the nation, yeah. you know? Yeah, someone being mean to someone a bit on a telly show is the worst <sighs> thing. Of me the back. <laughs> Just what the spotlight has to Well, that's about. why we're here, and we will be back again next week and every Thursday, hopefully forever, because we're never going to run out of the past, right, if we just keep going. Yeah. We keep making keep more of it. It's amazing. <laughs> so make sure you join us next week. This has been Remember When. Thanks for remembering with us. New tagline? Yes, I love it. <laughs> Thanks for remembering with us. <laughs> and that's a wrap. Kia ora e te iwi. Te Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.